gentlemen, 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 not the chuddle. Chuddle. This movie sounds awful. I'm sorry, guys. Surprise. <laughs> Whoa. Touching butts. Kinky. Creepy pasta. Please. Doina. Can't say Teddy Spaghetti three times or else. Don't mention his name. Pasta cult. A Ouija version of the stranger. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey. hey. Out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuddle the Pod. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Chuddle the Pod, where three best friends take a look at the curious world around us. And what do I mean by the curious world around us? Well, we like to take a dive into movies, music, mystery, and history, dabbling in the gruesome, ghoulish, grisly, and gnarly, and almost always touching the world of the macabre. On today's episode, we are first wetting our appetites and taking, well, taking a dive into the film Fresh in uh, Ross's video mm-hmm. Roundup. And then we're going to open our minds and dive into, well, ha, not a creepy file, but Sam's segment oh. on Eve Toomer. Those beautiful voices you hear chuddling in are my lovely Ooh. co-occupants of the pod, Sam and Ross. Who am I going to go to first? I said your names both, right? Uh-oh. Right? Right? Uh-oh. This is Uh-oh. new. This is know. different. This know. is different. You can go uh, ahead and weird. follow them. On Twitter and Slasher, and you can follow him specifically at Chuddle the Sam on both of those. Go over there and Instagram, hit him up. How are you doing, Sam? I am doing well. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you here. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's good to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. I am good. I went to a. Uh, we, we. I know we share something in common. I'm sure we'll get to it. I went to a we concert lots last night. <laughs> yeah we do i don't know what the i fuck. don't know what that means <laughs> so uh yeah i went to see converge last night mm-hmm. nice. and thou in full of hell and this band uniform that i didn't know um but it was awesome it was at orpheum which is a venue in ebor tampa area and i've uh, been to a ton of shows there but i guess it's closing i think it's you know uh for, from the pandemic mm. so mm-hmm. sure certainly my last show that i'll ever go to there yeah you but, mentioned um, this was, was a lot of new... fun it was a good one yeah it you... was the yeah but i mean when i say new that's like well that's what i was going to chime in with ago. like i don't even remember <laughs> yeah. like i probably have seen it or been there i remember the old orpheum is what i have sure in my totally. head. yeah which is funny yeah. so it was good it was a good show it was fun it was uh Oh yeah, it was awesome. Full of Hell opened, which I was surprised. Oh yeah, big time. (laughs) Um, And it was uh, I I kind of you know stood it towards the back with my arms crossed, not in my head, but (laughs) people were in there. One of my buddies uh, was right up front singing along. Two other friends were more in the middle, and then me and another guy were in the back. All right. Um, That was all. um, That was all that was there. It was kind of weird, but. What was the age group of people there? Was it people more our age? Because I feel like those are a little bit. Uh, and older. younger. Uh, I was surprised at how many young kids were there. Okay. Um, there was like a bunch of kids X'd up, you know? And because I think actually part of why they may have some sort of 
rediscoverability amongst kids is that Jane Doe imagery for Converge mm-hmm. is so recognizable. It's sure. become iconic that uh, sure. a lot of people might check them out that way and then stick with them. Right. It's like a T-shirt that you would buy at Target nowadays, how we were buying like yes. ACDC right. things or whatever. Sure. <laughs> that. Yeah, 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 exactly. For sure. Um, that's lovely. And that other voice you hear chiming in and, you know, feel free to join in at any time is at Chuddle the Ross on Instagram oh. and Slasher. I know he, he, he pops hey. in here and there, but I want to hear how, 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 how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm doing good. Oh, hey, how, how are you? How are you, you doing? Feeling how are you doing, there? buddy? How are you doing over there, big guy? <laughs> uh, doing, doing quite well. Um, I finally, fucking finally watched, um, Five Cream. I watched. Oh, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, um, yeah. Watch Scream Five. So What'd no spoiler. Spoiler list. What did you think? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. I, I th- mean, yeah, it was good. It, I, I mean, I love all the meta there's, stuff. It's yes. so screamy. Oh, yes. <laughs> Very screamy. It's, uh, it's like the sc- screamiest of the screams, in a way. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like pure uncut scream. Like yeah, if you I mean, wanted like this five for five fifth scream. Yeah, and I want it directly into my veins. I was, I mean, uh, maybe we'll do a mini chuddle or maybe we'll do a full episode on it at some point. But I I would say... maybe before six, now that we know there's a six coming. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, maybe we'll do something on it. But I can say, I think we all enjoyed it for what it was and had a a lot of fun with it. Well, Sam and I have talked extensively about this, but... Ross, Mm -hmm. it's good to hear your opinion. For a fifth installment, I mean, it's fantastic. Like mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have, have problems with it, you know. There's there's yes. a, I mean it's, really it's not a perfect movie. It's divisive. It's not a perfect mm-hmm. movie by any standpoint. Oh, yeah. But no. put it on a list on the fifth installment of any other franchise and then put them together uh-huh. and this is the uh, dominant. Compare it. Yeah. This is, this is the right. apex predator right. of fifth installments. 100. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good 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 analogy. I I I agree. I ha- I mean, yeah, me- Sam and I saw it in theaters. You obviously heard my whole story of how I saw it there, but I think that was fun, yeah. too. I imagine you watched it, you know, probably, what, like, nine in the morning or something? I feel like that's, like, a thing that you would do. Like, right? You go, wake up. Yeah, uh, start my day off. Oh, and- good old cup of coffee. Let me just see a bunch coffee of people and get scream, like, like, Yeah, you're work. standing in the, uh, you know, mm-hmm. kitchen. I think I need my coffee sure. with five creams. Yes. Ah! <laughs> five creams, please. Oh, see that's what you did it. There. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. what you got to drop that shit early. That keeps the people here. Like they came in for, ooh, what are these they fellows talking about? Cream. And they're like, whoa, yeah. that's the kind of jokes they're dropping on us. Remember <laughs> at Chuddle the Sam. You can find more of that at Chuddle oh, yeah. the Sam at Chuddle the Ross. And go ahead and follow me at Chuddle the Brian with a why? Because why not? on instagram twitter and slasher and follow all of us at chuddle the pod on those things as well i um i'm doing great thanks for having me mm-hmm. uh sam kind of hinted at it too i i went to a show recently this is my first show yeah. post not post pandemic it's still out there but like right my first show since it started since i stopped since and it's started. almost it i yeah. think it's been just over two years now because my last show was on february 2nd of 2020 so right before it all mm-hmm. started. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I went and saw Drain, which was a resident, oh. um, I don't know, band Yeah, of that the was podcast. the first band that yeah, we that's the yeah, first. It, it inspired about, right? the metal drop, yeah. <laughs> which we haven't really come back to too much, but, no, we, but we've evolved it. We've evolved it. Yeah. So that that was great. That I was asking about the, the crowd that, uh, at your show because it was definitely... 
heavily mixed a lot of young kids though and i sent you a video sam of the mm -hmm. show and that was just like they pretty much played their album and played a yeah. new song in there and it was it was great they played one song they didn't play that i wanted to or maybe i was just like so like i don't know lost in a thought at some point Immersed <laughs> but, in, like, like, being i was i i i stayed back so the way it was split up it was a small ass venue it their was shows like, look crazy i've seen like video online like especially now that it seems like they're really popping off like people was, are crowding <laughs> the stage so the view i had was a little bit limited so it was like uh Brooklyn bar venue so which is these places usually a little bit longer and a little bit more narrow okay, yeah. so the front mm -hmm. area of it is where like where the bar is and then there's like you know a six foot wide doorway that you go through walk through that and then it opens up into a it's not huge but the venue part of it and the stage back there sure. mm -hmm. so I was able to hang out in like the doorway area after like the band right before them played you know everyone cleared out so I just went right there because I saw Who else how, was on the show with them. Uh, Pain of Truth or Pain, Pain of Truth? Yeah, yeah. They were the ones right before them, and I forget who uh, what the other two were. One was a yes. local band, and I think one had been on tour with them for a little bit. So it was. Um, I mean, I could tell it was wild in there. There was a lot of young kids doing their thing. Yeah. I was like, this was dope. Go for it! But it was all over the stage. Like they were just running okay so the, the funny part was is because i <laughs> didn't have trot. a full view of what the what it looked like inside i had a pretty good view of just the stage but i couldn't see pretty much to the left or to the right of it too much okay so yeah. this big thing everyone was doing would run up from one side of the stage run across the stage and just jump off the other side of it and i have no yeah. idea what they were jumping into because it didn't seem like gore much pit. was there and they were it going was a gore like pit hard into that jump just like one after another there's there like to be lines more of crowd it. right the but crowd surfing is insane you can tell shows. it they, wasn't they, they that like boogie big boards over and there. shit did like, anybody have boogie boards i've seen no, that in no like it wasn't that videos. but Brian, it was what do you think you yeah do you think do you think it was a gore pit or a or a hell mouth they were jumping into on the i think side? it was some sort of maybe hell portal what i think was happening oh okay is that it yeah. would they would jump into that and then it would shoot them out at the other side of the stage and then they would just run across the stage just again continuous and this like portal loop of going mm -hmm. across oh, okay i I'm will say this did happen too it was the last song of the night so it was california curse they're playing it everyone's going crazy yeah, um that. And the singer, his mic is, you know, wired or whatever. And a bunch of people are on stage and then jumping off stage. And then somehow the wire got like thrown into the crowd. And mm -hmm. I don't know if it, how wrapped around it got on someone, but people were like, you know, telling, you know, like throwing up time out, trying to get the show to stop. And, you know, unlike some other giant festival shows we've heard of recently, uh, the crowd just kind of, you know, the band stopped playing and <laughs> everyone stopped doing everything. And they were like, uh, part ways and like, get some, like get help in here or whatever real quick. And it like the mm -hmm. shit parted like super quick. The kid was Fantastic. fine. Everything was fine. Like he was able to yeah, get up totally. and walk out and there was like no problem. I think it is super fucking hot too. So well, I mean, a, these yeah. are crowds that are like used to this type of action. You exactly. Know I mean? It was just, it was just mm -hmm. nice to see that, you know, some people know how to handle their shit. Young and old, mm -hmm. we were all, yeah. oh, all, all in there. So, and then, they're like, well, thanks, guys. I was like, we only had like 20 seconds left of that song, but uh, thanks for coming out. Ah, fuck it. We'll just play it again. So <laughs> they played the song again. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, but that's so, so cool on the yeah. band and on the crowd. You know what right. I mean? Like that's an, that's an educated band and an educated crowd where you're just like, okay, like 
Yeah, is... it's 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 a common thing, I guess, at these not a guess. It is a common thing where something can happen at these shows and the crowd knows the people just know the culture of handling. Oh, yeah, it. especially like hardcore shows, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, no, that was a that was great. I got well, I yeah, got you I, a, I, I got you a vinyl, so I'll get that to you, you somehow. Yeah, I need a PayPal you. You got you got some sort of thing to celebrate. He'll, there you go. He'll, Happy he'll that shuttle thing. you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, oh, as we well, said, thank you. We got a fun. We got a uh, a full. Not a full, because I'm not doing anything. We got a night for you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what a, and what a night it is. And, and we're gonna go ahead and get into uh, uh, the movie Fresh first. Uh, but we're gonna do that right after this break. And we're back. Thank you so much to our kind sponsors for saying those lovely things about Ross's beard. It was uh, mm-hmm. very much appreciated. So as we said before the break, we're going to jump right into Ross's video roundup and talk about a fresh new movie that you can watch now on Hulu. This is not a paid advertisement. This is not a paid advertisement. <laughs> no, I think this not. is, is this the most current movie that we've reviewed on the podcast? Like in real, not in real time. Not necessarily. I guess in real time for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to go ahead and go over to Ross's video roundup. Well, hey there, buckaroos. Welcome for another video roundup with your pal, Ross. Spoilers ahead. From the delicatessen of despair comes 2022's Fresh, the story of a woman looking for love and eventually just desserts in this delightfully delicious take on the modern cannibal. Noah, a woman sick of the dating scene, meets by chance the charming and funny Stephen. Did she find the love of her life? Or is she just the catch of the day? We find out how far she'll go for that special someone, and what she'll ultimately do to get away from him. With the appetite of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the charm of a Gordon Ramsay restaurant, this minimalist monstrosity proves you don't need a lot of blood to creep out an audience. You just need a strong will to survive, and an even bigger stomach. Yeah! <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah, right. That was yes. that was beautiful, beautiful, yes. beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Um, I had to edit that twice for the sole reason that this movie is so beautiful that I needed to have an introduction worthy of its title. Fresh. I think you did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, this is okay. I have, I have a second little amendment, just because I had to have this out before even getting in anything. Uh, this is the first motion picture for director Mimi Cave. And mm-hmm. if she is listening by chance, uh, thank you immensely for making this movie. And holy crap, what a great first film. Like, wow. Fantastic. Like, yeah. Fantastic movie. Yeah, I, sure. I, I'm, I'm, I, are, are you on board with this as well, Brian? I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm not, oh, I'm, I'm super not being on board. a sneaky willy yeah. over here. I, I liked um, it a lot, too. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. I watched it twice. Oh, interesting. Um, and I'm, I'm probably going to watch it again soon. Like, I... I Okay. I liked it. it. I liked it a lot. I did not like it that much <laughs> to show my cards yeah. a little early. But no, I enjoyed it a lot. There's a lot of... Yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah. Right. Dude, like, this movie starts off as, like, a semi-comedic romance that marinates into a flesh-eating feast... <laughs> Uh, and honestly, uh, for the lack of blood, uh, this was really unnerving and blends yeah. like a few yeah. different ideas <laughs> into this like devilishly fun watch. Like, 
I also felt halfway through this, like this was the multiverse advertisement for Long Pig, and it's a, just a very long Go Fresh commercial. Like I, I, th- I thought that was like I felt like this was like in an alternate universe. This would also be like Long Pig. Long pig. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No. Um. I mean, it's this film is just such a weird watch because it's so smart in its intent. Like, just a, not cat out of the bag, but, like, you don't get the title card until 33 minutes into this Mm -hmm. movie. 33 minutes and 13 seconds. Mm -hmm. And the way (sighs) that part kicks in, too, is just, like... A kick in the teeth. Like, jolting, yeah. Yeah, and it's really good because for the first 33 minutes, this is, by all means, a comedic romance movie with Mm -hmm. kind of nefarious undertones, but it's kind of like a it's not a rom-com but it's close to that it's like a dating yeah singles yeah yeah but more like grounded than a totally. rom-com totally oh and then we get we get we get cannibalism guys we get we get delicatessen we get just the mm, like a we get fucking, something mm. that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre the next generation never had cannibalism yeah, the, <laughs> that's it yes Yes, we get cannibalism. We get like highbrow cannibalism. Oh, so yes. in most well, cannibalism yeah, films, yeah. like we get, yeah, I mean, like in a lot of representations of cannibalism, cannibalism is uh, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Ravenous. You have it's these very lowbrow movies, thing, right? Not, well, not lowbrow, <laughs> but like it's um, it's blue a necessity. collar. Yeah, like there's it's a lot of it's blue collar. It's blue collar yeah, blood. Blue bats. collar Salt cannibalism. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The but blue collar cannibalism tour. That's yeah. Yeah, like Lunch this movie is like a weird mixture of like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but like American Psycho. Like if you molded those two together, you mm-hmm. would get something very similar to this. But it's it's its own thing. Sure, that makes sense. Right. I understand. Yeah. 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 So uh, the most nitty gritty plot of this is that Noah, like I said, bumps into this guy Stephen. Uh, organically mm-hmm. at a grocery store they kind mm-hmm. of hit it off things go a little fast and uh, for the first 33 minutes it's a fantastic kind of very their chemistry together is works great f- amazing steven like by the way played steven. by sebastian or uh, right um yeah sebastian stan, sebastian stan mm-hmm. which um most people know him from like a lot of the marvel he's played the fucking yeah. winter soldier Winter soldier um i know yes. him from gossip mm-hmm. girl playing carter bazin who's a Oh, oh, devilish boy in that. Uh, <laughs> so it, it, it was when I first saw him and then them acting together on screen, it, there was a big it was kind of really refreshing to see such good acting and chemistry. chemistry. Yeah. And cinematography. yeah like, the movie felt fresh compared to like what we've been watching too especially but like yes absolutely just in, yeah it was nice to see a, but in terms good... of movies in general like no exactly outside of horror movies just as a movie it's so well executed and feels so honest mm-hmm. and real very and like the connections really work really well are getting inside the characters yeah mm-hmm. oh totally i mean um daisy edgar jones who plays noah and uh sebastian stan who plays steve like their chemistry is really really well put together even in the later scenes 
Like after three, like the, oh, especially I would say, especially those scenes. Like it's it it works on such a great level. Like if if it was different actors, I feel like I'd have a completely different impression on this film. But because they did such a bang up job on their characters, mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. yeah. So um, kind of like last episode that we had uh, with our Bigfoot adventure. Um, uh, my structure for my segment is a little different, so obviously we're kind of getting a little through. We're going to do a little plot synopsis. I'm going to go through some cin- cinematography, special effects, favorite scenes, and then our kill count. Uh, the kill count's kind of low in this, realistically. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of meat. Don't get me wrong. There's a whole lot of meat, and there's a lot to chew into in this movie. Um, but uh, it's already there, dead. It's already, <laughs> already dead, bro. Um, there are only two actual on-screen deaths in mm-hmm. this film. Oh. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of implied murder, but there's only two. Um, mm-hmm. So, like so we Ross's were talking initial about, complaint: not enough gore and on scene deaths. Right? More deaths, <laughs> more gore. No, you know what's crazy? <laughs> um, you would think that, and if you were a betting man, you would probably put money down on that. Um, I think it was done beautifully. I think that the most unnerving parts of this movie is mm-hmm. how sterile and processed mm-hmm. the the meat and the cannibalism is. Uh, I think if you added more, if you added blood to it, I think it would lose all the effect. Oh, 100%. Just because of yeah. how, yeah. Um, this is, yeah, this is, this, I'm in, I'm in a weird multiverse where I'm like, no blood, I'm on board. We this finally is got fantastic. Him. That's just how well done, that's how, such, it's so well executed and so well done and so well cooked, yeah. so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah. That it doesn't need so, all that. The tone so of the we movie, get to, yeah. The tone of the movie, right? So we get Noah and St- and uh, Steve kind of like really hitting this off, and uh, thirty three minutes into the film, uh, he takes her to his house, quote unquote, uh, and she is drugged, and she wakes up, and then the title kind of goes through, um, and this kind of leads into like the cinematography. It's so beautifully shot that the disorienting scenes, including the title sequence. Is fantastic. That song, it, like yes. to the blur. Soundtrack's also fantastic. Whatever, really like, but that song is so weird. <laughs> whatever it is, it's like I feel a good world or whatever it sings, and then it's like sort of a decayed version of that, and then it's a like Alvin and the Chipmunks more yes. decayed version of that, and it like cycles through. It's like really it just adds to the jarring effect totally. of like it has this that... movie just totally flipped. Yes. Yeah, and it kind of makes you, like, especially these drug scenes, it's almost, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say on a midsummer level of feeling like you're on drugs, but, like, just the just the tone of, like, the music and the cinematography is fantastic. Um, and when she wakes up, uh, Steve's not really a good dude. Uh, Steve uh, calmly and nicely tells her that um, uh, you're going to die. You're not going to die quickly. Yeah. I'm going to keep you alive as long as humanly possible because I'm procuring your meat to process and package to a bunch of people that eat humans. And, oh, by the way, after you're dead, I'm also going to sell your hair. So just deal with it. No big whoop. I got a bunch of Steve quotes real quick. Um, and surprisingly, I just realized we already passed two of them. But at this part, one of the quotes he says to her is, um, I'm going to sell your meat. People pay me a lot of money for it. And your hair and weird shit like that. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. I, yeah, I like the fact that like this is... Um, uh, S- Steve in this film is a liberal arts college 
Hannibal Lecter. Like, he is, it's not this, mm-hmm. like, hyper-intelligent dude, but he is an intelligent guy, but also has a sense of, like, just reality where he's like, yeah, they're fucking weird people. Like, I mean, I eat people, but these guys are fucking weird. Are you kidding me? Like, they're gonna right. buy a bunch of stuff. <laughs> which I think is also just a whole level of just creepy and unsettling. And as oh, we yeah. kind of progress of how he prepares this meat and why he became a cannibal and things like that, um, it kind of, yeah, this movie really pings back through a bunch of just different ideas and stuff, which I'll get into with kind of the specific scenes. But mm-hmm. um, I love when she first wakes up too, and obviously freaking out, let me go. He's like, I can't do that. But uh, one of the uh, one of the things she's like, why, why are you doing this? And he says, I can tell you, but you're going to freak out. And <laughs> I love that line well, as well. Like, even as like a captor captive, because you have the 33 minutes of them establishing a relationship, it's this very mm-hmm. weird dynamic between the two of them because they're still interacting like there's some kind of attraction there, but you don't know what that is or revolt. You know what I mean? Like, or she's hiding it incredibly well with well, the, like revulsion, which leads is. into. Yes, absolutely. So as we're talking about cinematography, guys, like this, like I said, the, the, it's beautifully shot. And this, the when we have the disorienting scenes of like getting drugged or kind of like uh, um, uh, like wounded and things like that, they really work because it's a stark different comparison to the tight and exact shots that Mimi directed um, in between. It is so sterile and so clean looking. It's just, just fucking so goddamn good. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It had a, a it reminded me, it had a feel of like um, the steriliness of like Ex Machina. If you've seen that yes. as well, mm. yeah, yeah, um, like it was like it, you know, one of those kind of isolated in a home movies, but that's very sterile yes. feeling. Like I feel right. like I've I know this uh, tone, I know what what it is. What and there was a the, sorry, hold on, uh, <laughs> yeah, please. please. It, it, it was there was a lot of that, and the way it was presented was definitely unsettling, and that's probably one of the main reasons. I mean. I have this struggle and I'm going to kind of show my hand a little bit about this movie yeah. um, because of how unsettling and unnerving it made me feel lends to me not wanting to revisit, but also lends to me like being like you succeeded totally. in what you were trying to do with this. So I mm-hmm. appreciate yes. you for that as well. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I think, I think some of the really good ones do that where it's um, I mean, yeah, I think in a certain part, there has to be some kind of level of... The really good ones have a level of almost courage to rewatch, where you're like, you watch it, and you have this experience of watching this movie, and you're like, what the fuck? And then, like, uh, you kind of be like, hey, so you want to watch this again? And you're like, ah, goddamn, I mean, yeah, but no, shit. Yeah. I watched this, like, three days later, and I, I want to watch it again, like... As we're talking about as as it, I, I want chance. to, but when I think about <laughs> yeah. it, I'm like, do I need to? I don't know. There's other Doing things. Yes. So <laughs> good. And I think so a big, uh, leading into a huge contributing factor to my loving of this movie is the special effects. Um, there isn't a lot of gore, like I said, um, but the flesh and meat aspects mm. were fantastic. Like, incredibly believable. The preparation scenes, I mean, either the, the mixing of uh, practical effects and actual real meat that is being prepared in, yeah. like, tight shots and stuff like that um, really leans to, I mean, God, 
Dude, like the leg scene, the leg preparation scene where you see him like actually Where he first prepare. comes out dancing and grabs oh, yeah. the oh, leg out whole, of the fridge. Yeah. And, but when you see him actually slice that, that's what you're going to say, slice yes. the meat off the leg, yeah. right? And then starts, but that slicing Prepare- is like so yeah. unsettling well, and then super fucking preparing smart. it and vacuum sealing it and all that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, it's really fucking smart because they picked a part of the human body that kind of looks like a ham hock like you know what i mean like it kind of gives this like pork expression to it but it they left the knee and they left the like, bone the leg. sticking out so, the bone sticking out so when you, you were presented with this you know immediately like oh my god that's her leg oh mm-hmm. god damn it and then him just but then when you see the preparing it and then like the slicing and the yeah it's just oh because it god. looks like normal meat kind of just yes. like slightly off and that's Part, it's just like, oh, that's just totally. what a cut of meat would look like, except well, there's something different. Oh, yeah, dude. I think probably one... Yeah, it's not it even looks an Easter like a leg. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a leg. And I mean, like, even well, some the of the scenes... Well, the rest of it does, but not the bit that gets cut off is oh, what right. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? But even some of the scenes that are like... I wouldn't even call it an implication scene. It's like when Noah gets her ass cheek removed. And um, you see a second of him, like the cauterization, and then you see her actual yeah. like chunk of ass, like when In he's the holding it. Bowl. Yeah, it's like that. It's just like, uh, like oh, okay. And also, just like one ass cheek. It's just so interesting. Weird thing in that scene is, uh, that's where all those mirror. Uh, you're seeing his reflection in yes. a bunch of mirrors. And that was the director's decision. She thought it would be interesting for uh, Noah's character to only be able to see what he's doing through, through these the reflections like, of the different mm-hmm. mirrors. And then and reflections like are played with a lot throughout the movie in her oh, room. Yeah. There's those three separate mirrors and there's a bunch of things. Actually, when he tells her in that scene, I'm going to take your ass, uh, it is through the reflection of her eye yeah, that you see. Yeah, because he's going to be doing like yeah, because he's like she's already anesthetized and she's like just laying there. Um, also, nice. It's not even an Easter egg because it's fucking in broad daylight. Um, the smoked meat scene in Stephen's house with his wife and kids, where he's mm-hmm. slicing off the thing, and then it pans over and it's a fucking tattoo. Like it's a like he's slicing in and he's eating something. I don't know if it's for breakfast, but it's in his home with his wife and his kids. And he's like da 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 slicing through. And he and you think it's just a dried meat section, mm-hmm. but then when he's cutting, it pans over and it's like a hand. It's like a tattoo. So you realize, holy shit, he has a chunk of a person. Both times I watched it, I couldn't tell what it was. What the yeah, tattoo was, was? I figured it was just a um. Like you tattoo like it on to identify yeah. the piece of meat. No, I think I think it was honestly like an actual tattoo. So like when he's cutting through it, again, I could be wrong, but the way I looked at it as a tattoo, where I was like, okay, that's a ta- like that's supposed to be look like dried skin. Like that's supposed to be like a tattoo that he I feel took like a it's chunk supposed of. Supposed to be human meat. For yeah, sure. it's human meat with a tattoo there. on yeah. it. Which I was just like, Bleh. I just I I didn't notice that either time. Yeah, I mean, but what's really funny though is that like if you're in a house, you may just think it's just a meat marking for like procured stuffing, not like a woman's tattoo because it's on her thigh or something. Right. I figured like like, because I I mean this is a pure guess, but it was like after the fact that this thigh was already cut off, and to identify it later, it was marked like you know this is human thigh, like as you would like you know I don't know if you oh how he tags everything and like it seems like he's like like, like, drying stuff out. I don't know if like like, the notes with the dates on them and stuff. No, you can no they stamp it. They stamp it, but the way at least. 
you know, obviously stamp it. Like, that's uh, what I guess I'm thinking of. Like when, like yeah. I don't know if like a piece of meat is like stamped or or whatever marked totally. to be identified. I think for I think for cut. human long pig that how he's preparing it. Um, I don't think he labels them, but I think it's a tattoo. I'm pretty sure well, it's he a tattoo. does, but not on them. He keeps them yeah, in bags ex- with little tags with the with dates the na- and names. Totally. And I think that's also uh, with the special effects. I think that's kind of an interesting prep scene because we also have this um, sub narrative of like a hostile elite hunting club, but it's like a, a but it's a foodies. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like we that kind of have these. That he sells the meat too. That he sells the meat too. Like, the packages like, um, have the sections of people. One of those food subscription-based services. Yes, but for the one percent of the one percent, as he says. Yeah. The one yeah. exactly, and like you get, and in each one of these packages, you get obviously the mm-hmm. procured meat. Uh, you mm-hmm. also get a photograph with a name, an article of clothing. I think hair. Maybe some hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and a bunch. Seems of like other it stuff. varies. Do you think you get like a new <laughs> knife each month too? Like, is there like a special I, little I mean, like different item? Club. Like one night, assume. one 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 time you get an apron, and the next time you get well, I think, like a I think you'd get uh, phone cases sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> phone cases, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the logo for Jeez. his business is pretty boss, actually. So, that, I was gonna, yeah, I thought you'd thing. mention that. Um, there, and it's the only, it's a minimal gripe with the logo is, um, uh, usually with that kind of imagery, um. If you have, like, say, an image of Krampus, like, Krampus is usually presented with, like, an open mouth with his tongue out. So, historically, um, things or cultures and stuff like that that had a tongue fully out, say, like, the devil had his tongue out, they're flesh eaters. And that's how you would recognize um, certain tribes of people being, like, of, of being flesh eaters or certain iconic images of, like, creatures and stuff like that would be their open out with their tongue out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a primordial representation of eating meat. And particularly okay. sometimes eating people. I would have been, I would have loved to see and that. The head logo. wasn't like that? No, it was just a normal, <laughs> it was just, just a normal Satan, not cannibalistic Satan. Do you know what I mean? Like, that upset but, me a little bit that I was just like, oh, why do we got to pull Satan into this? Or like I, Satan symbolism. I I'm didn't like, think let's just it was, keep it out. I, I, I didn't think of it as satanic. I, immediately I just, what I thought. I mean, that imagery mm. just like stood out to me. Yeah. Whether that was the intention I don't think or not, it's supposed that's to, what I felt. Yeah. And I, was I don't like, think the intention but struck it's me more as culty. I guess, which I, I guess I, I, don't I wouldn't know what find I, I guess more culty, as, but but like as soon I guess as soon as I saw that I thought that and I was like yeah uh, it's not it, it doesn't always have to yeah resort to that well, I think that's yeah. just his business yeah I, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's just well him I don't and... like his business logo or design <laughs> <laughs> I love it cannibals well, have I terrible like, taste I like it but I don't like how it makes I don't like the representation in the context of the movie I feel like it, you know a satanist <laughs> that you know uh, <laughs> what makes Satan cool is that it's bad <laughs> yeah right but i hear what you're saying about just it, it it's adding something to his i would say actually to his character that almost doesn't really i wouldn't fit. have minded like a cool culty symbol of some sort i don't know geometric yeah. shapes or something something to add more character in that way mm-hmm. i just yeah, yeah it's just the stamp the stamp of like a... eating itself that's the circle that's mm-hmm. around it that's cute i know it seemed like a um like a satanic winery like with all the grapes you know what i mean like i was thought i was like i feel yeah. like i should be getting yeah, like yeah, a yeah. cheese wedge with this so let's jump into some of my favorite scenes which is pretty much the entire i'm just kidding it's not gonna be the entire movie but i mean this movie was really good and there's some really riveting scenes about it so i mean yeah. like i said before we get 33 minutes of basically a rom-com before hopping into it and um <laughs> i do like the representation of um, real quick i feel like a rom-com 
I feel like a rom-com is a bit dismissive of what the beginning is like. No, no, no. It's like, it's a romance. I mean, and it is a very tight-knit one, and it has humor in it. I don't know if it would necessarily call it, like, a super romantic comedy. It's a romance with, like, comedic overtones, I would feel. But, Um, yeah, it's very real and grounded in, like, slice of life. Yeah, no, 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 this isn't, like... like, uh, I don't know. Fifty first dates or something. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, but it's surprising. Uh, Adam Sandler is actually played. No, it's not. We get. Uh, I like. I like the realism of the pitfalls of online dating. Um, from fucking like scarf guy in the beginning to. Um, can we talk about um, the dog to pump fake dick pics scene? Was like. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, that was that was like t- like too real. Like I have too many female friends that that's actually happened to on those fucking dating apps, and it was I was like, oh, oh god, oh dear lord. Yeah, that's terribly real. But let's talk about the fact this is my second movie back to back that I've been watching on the train with a dick popping with out full all of a sudden. Male, <laughs> with, with just a dick that pops out. Can we start doing it? Let me know when you're on the train, and then I'm just it'll just be full frontal male nudity for pretty much the entire thing. Uh huh. Great. I'd be down with that. <laughs> I have no idea what um, you said. You cut out. I look but forward we're to hearing with it. what yeah. that was. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell did I just agree to? <laughs> what did you just agree to? Full, full we'll male frontal nudity right. in most films. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I also do like the fact that when she actually meets Steve at the grocery store, it's she's unnerved by it because she doesn't believe that people meet organically anymore. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that idea where she's like, "I'm fucking freaked out because I met this dude in public." Yeah. By bumping IRL, into she said. Yeah, which is I think is just <laughs> fantastic. And then we do kind of get some nice little overtones of um, uh, a little bit of the cannibalism, where she's like, "Would you like something to drink to eat?" And then his response is, "No, just you." And you're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, he's trying to be That's sexy." That's right before they have sex. That's right before they bump. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, like you were saying, like, she I really like that. I didn't notice that the first time I watched it, actually. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, mm, smart. Oh, I like the double wordplay, cannibal. Mm. Uh, Steven's postmodern butcher shop is, um, is really a kind of an interesting setting for the rest of, or for a huge chunk of the film. Um, and I, I like the trying to communicate with other people. Like, um, Jojo Gibbs plays Molly, which is Noah's best friend. And mm-hmm. I do enjoy throughout this thing that they're using like uh, find my iPhone and pinging and like messaging and like trying to text each other where they're going to be at because it adds a again another layer not um, <laughs> kind of like a of New realism. Year's Evil yeah well it's like that New Year's Evil thing where it's like man they're doing all the right things so it's like I'm right. not I'm not blaming any of the characters for like getting into this situation mm-hmm. they're doing everything in their power to like prevent that and it's not happening. like the writers were just like well they didn't have service for some reason or their phone had just broke or some lazy thing totally totally so like and then so it makes you feel even harder when like Noah wakes up in this underground place and I that I think it's the most unnerving thing is that not being killed like there's a difference between being held captive and then like I'm gonna kill you and then him basically saying like I'm gonna keep you alive as long as humanly possible because the people that hire me as their butcher like their meat fresh and uh, mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna keep you alive for as long as I can keep you alive because I'm a doctor I think that's like oh my god that's some like that's some like Metallica one like uh like uh, that that's just 
I, I, I don't know, man. Like, there's like the, I don't know. Do just we think the, he's a doctor, an actual doctor? I was just about to ask. And if he is, do, is he still practicing? Like, I, I would say no. Because it seems to take really, up a lot of his time. It does take a lot of his time. I'm going to say at a certain point, he was a doctor. Because if he can successfully do anesthesiology and like uh, amputations and suturing and cauterization and keeping these women alive for like months at a time. Um, because I mean, like when Noah's in there, she meets, or not meets, listens to mm-hmm. Penny and Melissa. So Melissa is the um, the one you never see, who is the most far gone and is basically insane because she's been there for God knows how long. And you don't really know at what level of amputation that she's at. And then you get Penny, who is her neighbor. And Penny is like, I think they do an overhead shot and she's miss. She's obviously she's missing a leg. And I think she's mm-hmm. missing some. Uh, I don't she's know if it's like any other bandage on her head, head and, and like something else yeah so like there's different forms of this i would have i mean he'd have to be a doctor if he's still practicing medicine. well he could be he could probably be not he could be too i mean yeah he could i mean be just a dropout if he started eating people he says something about like 18 or 19 yeah. right so yeah. if he was just like killing people and eating them and had started getting all this money and had the internet. There's no reason he couldn't. Well, with enough practice. <laughs> honestly, you're probably pretty fucking accurate because during one of the date scenes. So later on in the film, uh, the big, the big fucking kicker in this film is, um, well, there's two. The wife I want to talk about, Steve's yeah. wife, like, uh, and also the dates. So. Noah finds a note in one of the magazines that says, if you have this magazine, he really likes you play into that. So that's when she starts asking about what human flesh tastes Mm -hmm. like. And she's starting to try to seduce him again, to lull him into a false sense of security. But in doing so, she's going to have to make the ultimate culinary sacrifice. And she's going to have to try human meat. So in one of those scenes, specifically the meatball scene, the Hope meatball, he exclaims <laughs> that that one meatball in that dish is $30,000. So if that minimal amount of meat is $30,000, it's not a stretch to think if he's procuring three people at a time and harvesting their body parts that he's probably making like a substantial amount of money and I'm pretty sure he doesn't need to be a like a plastic surgeon. Oh no, 100%. Definitely yeah. not. All his money is from this. He's yeah. not doctor and But where did he no. get his did, did they explain his um where he got his money from beforehand and how No. They didn't really no. explain no. like or how, how he, he built this business. Build, uh, it seems to be just him and two other people like his wife and the delivery guy. The helper, which I I think they even uh no, they literally in his in his credit they just refer to him as the man. Um so it's yeah, Steve, his wife and then the man character are the only three that you see actually in possession of the packaging. And then you do get these like little like blurbs snippets of the procurers of the uh the packages so you get like a texan businessman there's like an a guy on dialysis there's uh like a um i think yeah it's like i don't know there's like a texan longhorn guy and they're all eating the meat completely differently and stuff so like you see like the one percent of the one percent 
Mm-hmm. But besides There's that, like the old gimp dude who eats it like a dog. <laughs> totally. Oh, yeah, oh my god, that one was like, goo. I was like, you're already eating a person. You don't have to make it weirder. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like you're already doing. What if you were George Soros? Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. Shots fired. That's who that guy was supposed that to was. be. Oh, nice. Um. So we kind of get to, well, before we get into the actual, like, big dinners, we just, I want to just, I need to talk about the wife. The wife here is one of the weirdest characters because when Molly meets the wife of Stephen. We don't um, know what's going on yet. You have this sense of, like, she doesn't really know what's going on. And then when Steve gets home and then she knocks Molly over the head I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, she's in on the shit. And did then... You, did, did you suspect that beforehand? As soon as Molly talked to her, I was like, oh, she's in on it. I wasn't certain, you know. That's what my first... That's when I picked up on it. When they first, like, kind of, like, showed that he had his family, I was like, okay. But then when they actually, like, talked, I was like, yeah, she's definitely going to be on it. They're, like, making the confrontation too soon. And then when he walked in, I, for sure. Absolutely. I think that th- the only thing that curveballed it for me was the shower scene, because when Yo, that, that really tension got me. scene, I, I, big time. Yeah, well, that huge. Afterward, we, though, yes, it does. Yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you, you, I almost had this sense that she had like Stockholm syndrome, like she was a victim that he groomed to be a, a willing partner and participant mm-hmm. because she was missing a leg. But oh, interesting. I, I assumed it was. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, and what did you? What did you think, Sam? Yeah. That she was a victim. Right. Yes. That's what yes. Ross was so right. that's, yeah, and she That's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah. So oh, she has... I thought you said because she was missing a leg, he. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, 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 I, no. I, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought she was already missing it, and he was like, oh, perfect. I'm going to groom her. Like, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Like, oh, well, yeah, thank yeah. you. And, no. you know. yeah. But at the end of the film, you realize that, like, she's also in on the shit. So it like it adds this definite like I don't know just a different layer on the character. Well, we because, already knew she was also in in the shit because she hit the. But post the her husband dying, yeah, like she, if yeah, she had Stockholm end, syndrome, yeah, she's in on it in such a different way where she's like, we need to yeah get the meat on ice. We need to harvest that as quickly as possible. She like goes into boss mode real quick, like that. She's mm-hmm. like totally, totally been. She into sees it for Steve so long, at the end of the she, movie is like a piece of meat. Yes. So yeah, that, that like that like totally. makes me like. I don't know. Yeah, I felt like I didn't really truly then understand her character because... No, I don't understand the relationship. Yeah. Really. I, I think I, the only thing would be like through like true crime stuff is that like the like the classic uh, cannibalism case in like Germany where the guy was on the message boards with other mm-hmm. cannibals and like invited the guy over. He goes, oh, do you, do you want to eat my genitals? Oh yes, you can eat them. That's fine. It's that's totally cool. Like I almost got the vibe because of you the can do end. this on the internet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Internet, apparently, <laughs> you can do anything on the internet. Um, the vibe I got was that she like wanted to be eaten, or like I don't know. There was like a weird like self cannibal. Like it, it turned from like I thought she was a victim to oh she's into some really weird freaky shit, and like her leg being missing is way part of like a war nefarious shit than just like, she's not a victim at this point. The way the, the shower scene is shot though, makes us makes 
it, I felt like I was supposed to feel for her. Like it was yes. almost Stockholm syndrome type of thing. Like she was a victim that kind of like became part of it for whatever reason. And then yeah. at the end, it's like, she's like, takes into like such a, like a, you know, full force mode of like, yeah, harvest everything. I'm like, I don't, I don't get you. <laughs> I feel like, well, I mean, I think it can be both. You could, Right. Well, I just still don't. I mean, and be in love with them. It can be, but I was. I don't felt like I. That's I don't part know. of the whole totally. thing. Right? I. I mean, honestly, until we all started talking about it, it also could be a scenario where, like, um, I guess if you're the butcher for a bunch of cannibals that have a lot of money, and you stop giving them product, they may try to kill you. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's almost like a mob thing where she's like, oh, fuck. All right, he's dead. We'll <laughs> fucking collect his ass. Yeah. Uh, we'll just put yeah, put a random photo in there. It's still human meat. Whatever. Speaking of eating human flesh, guys, the date scenes in this movie where she's lured back up. We have our meatball scene, which was fucking mm-hmm. really weird because it's prepared nicely. So, like, it's all the preparations. It's not like a Texas Chainsaw where it's like... I, I need you to eat the brains out of this skull. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it looks very incredible. Yeah, they're prepared amazingly. So, the but first... then there is still something unsettling about it when he like cuts it up. It doesn't look right. Still, yeah, there's <laughs> like... something off about it. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I the, the the tension scenes in here where Noah has to consume human flesh and enjoy it and have to like mm-hmm. oh by the second date the jokes and stuff like that were so oh, yeah. good off color but really good because it adds to the chemistry between the two characters and like really trying to move it into like getting the relationship like to kind of lure him into that false sense of security but like i got and this is gonna sound weird but like i got like donner party or like alive the movie with like the guys that like this is a scenario where you have to consume human flesh to survive mm-hmm. and she realizes that so like instead of like i'm gonna freeze to death or like i'm in the middle of nowhere and the only way i'm gonna survive mm-hmm. she realizes that if i don't consume human flesh i'm going to turn into the meal Mm-hmm. And I have to put this ruse on. I just, yeah, the whole, I, it makes your stomach churn because you're watching this woman do the unthinkable and like yeah, have to be totally cool with it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You're just like, oh my God. Oh God damn it. Um, so like I said, we get the hope meatball on the first date. Uh, the second date is pa- uh, <laughs> live a pate of Melissa. Cause she's dead now. Uh, they just kind of were like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, by the way, she's fucking dead. And um, uh, the way he presents this, it's breast meat, and she's eating the breast, and then he subtly puts in the fact, he goes, it should taste pretty familiar. And mm-hmm. he's, and she's, she thinks he's making a tit joke because she has boobs, and he's saying it because he dissected molly's breast who's drugged up in the basement unknown to noah mm-hmm. and um uh she's eating part of her best friend <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy. 
as soon i i yes i 100 i i was wondering when that was happening like as soon as the, i was waiting every time he presented new meat for her to eat i was like which time is this going to be her friend which is going to be molly yeah which they oh, don't absolutely. ever save the breast for last yeah they the, the, the two bre- characters never talk <laughs> to each other about it so imagine like a conversation later on in their life when they're re like telling this tale where She's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, like, or the realizations probably soon after because she's gonna be like, what oh, did yeah. he totally. cut off it's your? Be. Oh my god! Oh my breast! <laughs> oh my god! I just ate a Absolutely. breast. Absolutely, I ate part of your breast. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, I mean, it's just, and again, in such a sterile, crazy environment. Cause I'd I mean, understand would... if you guys had to eat part of me to bust out of someplace. I'd understand. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, we have cool. that. We have it on a recording now. We have that on a recording now. Just <laughs> Would be weird. You know. but... <laughs> Don't get really weird about it. Um, and I think that yeah, but just the idea of like you know because usually in the films where you're presented with a scenario like that, um, it is a live or die in a completely different aspect. Like we're talking about live or like, die, live or die, liver pate or die, but not in like a really nice dope house and the prepared really well you know what i mean like i don't know it just it added to really oh, yeah. creepy especially like the freezer scene um where you see all of the body parts perfectly like organized and sectioned off mm-hmm. and they all have different labels of like who it is and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. it just yeah um, aesthetically a lot of the shots in this movie and it's wild to say for first timers but uh, aesthetically a lot of the stuff reminded me of kubrick um the way it just like looked the balance to everything. And oh, totally. The way it was also, shot. the color scheming too. I like the colors mm-hmm. that kind of go throughout, like kind of the auburns and and the yellows and stuff like that. I thought was just a really like super nice touch. That freezer scene is what reminded me of that. But but there's a bunch of moments like that. Oh, huge! Like the setup of the house, like it's just super cool. Can we also um, the painting trophy reveal was super cool, fucking awesome. Like, that was such a cool thing where, like, because you already have an interest in the painting and Noah has an interest in the painting in the beginning of the movie. And he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, mm-hmm. and it just opens up and you see every single victim that he's carved up. And um, I may have missed this because I, I, I watched this like one and a half times. When he looks down at this, when Noah looks down at the cell phones, does she realize in that moment that was Noah or not Noah's uh, Molly's cell phone? Or yes. was the, OK, that's what I thought. And I think that's when she realized that the, there was no name on that boob. And I think she may have realized what she had eaten at that moment. Oh, I don't think she ever realized what she whose boob she had eaten throughout, in, in, in the movie. Maybe. I mean, you know, it's never really addressed. Because, I mean, from this well, point yeah. on, <laughs> it goes like it goes completely off the rails. Because, like, the sed- like seduction after the meal goes into a uh, full dick-biting scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Second and, movie in a row with a dick getting ripped off. Yep. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and watching um, it and on the train. And this one. <laughs> and watching it on the train. Just watching dismembered penises on the train. A story we need to of... make this dick rip in March. Oh, yeah. Dick okay, rip in March, now, everyone. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I think what are, we could do Reanimator 2. I'm not quite sure if it was a clean bite off, but I'm pretty. I mean, he's bleeding profusely. I don't. I think I, it was more of like a gash so. rip. I, I you mean, know. She gets it pretty good. There's no reason she wouldn't have, wouldn't have been able to. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, totally. I mean, if she has... Um, <laughs> never mind. Oh, come on! I was going to say, if she has a mouth like mine. Because <laughs> my teeth don't close all the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there could be oh, a it's sliver. a dental... It's not a dick joke. It's, like it's a, a dental It's a dental okay. joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a... T- <laughs> <laughs> it was... It was <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, I'm really perfect. good at with the back of the teeth to bite all yeah, the yeah, way, yeah, yeah. All the way <laughs> through. Yeah, yeah. For, for for the listener, my teeth in the front don't quite touch like most people would. There's a like the top and to the bottom row. So yeah, if I were to bite on anything, <laughs> if I were yeah. performing this action, there'd probably be like a a quarter of an inch sliver left that I didn't get <laughs> like through. a like a like a dick penny. <laughs> yeah, that like you want to through it. Right. Okay, right, right. Yeah, yeah no, that makes you sense. You cannot do it. No, I couldn't. Well, um, I could do something. So you know, I listener, think that, that might never even... bite your dick off. Dick off. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. You could really mangle it, though. <laughs> like, I imagine, like, I imagine that, like. <laughs> do you, you I imagine biting down uh-huh. and then uh-huh. pulling back. This is going to. Okay, this might be sensitive and oh, hurtful. Stretch, and right? pulling okay, so... back. But, like, so then you would oh, imagine okay. it. Like just like yes. the oh, rest like is just like this tiny little sliver is all that yes, remains. Oh, like I've I've scraped more. off the top and bottom and in the middle there's okay. just a sliver. Oh, it's like you shucked a, a penis corn left. cob. <laughs> oh, oh, Brian. Full, full, full Gareth. Sorry. All right. Um. Oh, I think all <laughs> wait, this wait, wait. all this is going to get on the Patreon. Oh, mm. no, it's going on the pod. It's <laughs> yeah. going to the pod. This is straight to the pod. Uh, so during the dick biting scene, I. I, I really love the kitchen beatdown. Using kitchen knives and a meat tenderizer to beat the ever-loving fuck out of Steve oh, yeah. was, like, just a beautiful just desserts. I was just like, that's so... Okay, that's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. That's so goddamn good. And good really beatdown. gratifying, too. Yes. The meat tenderizer, the head, all that kind of stuff. Uh, all right, so I haven't brought him up because I wanted... This is... Mm. Can, gentlemen, can we talk about the bartender? Yeah. Uh, uh, Paul, Paul, who tracks Molly's phone, gets all the way to this guy's place, gets out of the car, hears gunshots, and goes, fuck that, and just drives <laughs> off. He gets all the way out there. He is at the finish line. You think this guy's going to swoop in and be like, oh, man, like, I got to help people out. I like it even as he drives away. He goes, uh, man, in this movie, you fucking die. Fuck that. Like, I'm I'm not doing that. Like, I'm yeah, fucking out yeah, of there. Yeah, I've seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love I, that. I love that we have, like, the man that's, like, you on his way and kind of following everything and is maybe going to come to the rescue and gets there and is just like, nope. And yeah. leaves. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm fucking out, dude. Yeah, it's not a strong male hero that comes in and saves the ladies. They did all of it and exactly. saved themselves and kicks some ass. Yeah, that was awesome. And the, yeah, and these women great. are hard as nails, dude. Um, which kind of leads us to the second beatdown because now he's got a gun. He's out in the middle of the fucking woods. You got all three women who have escaped, uh, which is uh, Penny, yeah, Penny, Molly, and Noah. The second beatdown is fantastic because I like the fucking really good one of the give me a smile. Because he, mm. oh, he, he does. brings, oh my god, and like he brought that, he uses that line on her in the film, in like right. a very nefarious way, and I like that. I love the fact she's able to say it back to him, and like you said, Brian, he fucking does. He gives her a big as shit grin, mm-hmm. and then gets his fucking head blown off, and it was just mm, so goddamn good, dude. He just shot the fucking face, and it's fantastic. And speaking of faces, mm-hmm. I didn't fully bring it up in the special effects but i loved the wife's shovel molly shoveling fucking the wife's face in the dirt was a oh. great scene well this happens uh, after they kill him the right? keys yeah. getting stabbed the yeah the keys getting mm-hmm. stabbed into her, in her neck in her neck and then she's yeah. like fuck and then yeah this is before because you think she's a victim 
And then the wife walks up and then just starts strangling Noah. And that's what gets the fucking keys. And then that shovel to face was just like fucking so good. It went on like two strikes more than I thought was going to happen. And I was happy for the entire ride. Oh, yeah. She laid into her. Yeah. yeah that was fantastic. Um, super fucking good. And that kind of just leaves, uh, you know, Molly and Noah. Uh, and then the text, I think it's from Chad, the guy, original date guy that she was on is like hey you up like what are you doing yeah oh okay that's what it was <laughs> totally and then um yeah and that's and then we kind of get this open in the thing the only loose end at the end of this movie besides i mean the whole subplot of cannibals all over the world eating women uh is the henchman the henchman is just gone back to the house and you're not 100 yes. sure if should they make it to safety or not but at the time of the end of the film uh they have murdered most everybody in the house so mm-hmm yeah, I'm assuming he's off. I also love at the end uh, is when Noah finds out that Steve is married. Just like on oh, top yes. of it all. <laughs> yes. He's, 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 married. he's fucking married? God. Yeah. The the humor in this, I, I love, dude. I think yeah, this is like... Yeah, dark comedy for sure, but also very unsettling and a horror. That first scene when we see him dancing and doing the thing with the leg and making the packaging and everything i didn't realize till the end of the scene i was watching it with my mouth open like my jaw literally (laughs) dropped and i was just uh watching that scene and i love how from then on uh because he's dancing to this like 80s music whenever you hear that sort of swell come in you know you're about to see him do something fucked up like yeah yeah um, i like that as like a little establishes that yeah so good you know the music was really good in this i mean i i there was one part during i believe one of the dinner scenes i don't know if you noticed the radio head kicking in yes violin stuff like that so yeah that was was definitely fun exit to a film Mm -hmm. exit music for a film film yeah yeah yeah. and Um, violin was mm. yeah so i i definitely enjoyed that part of it much the the cinematography is beautiful there was you know a Mm -hmm. lot of artistic choices and a lot of decisions that I think lended very well to the film and it just made it Agreed. very interesting it's too. such a vibe it like it, it was I watched it both it's funny that you watch it on a train if you can I watched it actually in the dark in my living room Ooh. both times which like is rare Eating that I didn't dogs. get to do that but I really got to like watch it like watching a movie you know um, mm-hmm. so if you can if you get the opportunity, I recommend to do so. Well, then, if you're talking about your recommendations, I'm going to jump right over to you, Sam. How are you going to go ahead and rate yeah. this movie? Well, let's see here. Is it recommendable? Absolutely. That's a finger chopped off. Is it rewatchable? I've already watched it <laughs> a second time. <laughs> and I plan on watching it more. Is it quotable? Uh, sure is. Try to relax. Fear and stress are bad for the meat. <laughs> that's one of the things he like says to her as he's leaving before he shuts the door uh is it t-shirtable i sure like it enough to put it on a shirt and i'd wear that little symbol thing on a shirt um even though i do agree it kind of i don't know how it works for the character it is cool looking and does it have as the french say shoodle choodle choodle you got it it doesn't matter it, it was coming five out of five i don't know if i've seen a movie a brand new movie that I've given a score like this, I would give it this score if it were any kind of a movie. I just fucking love it. I love it so much. I can't wait to see more from the director. Um, I think something, I feel like something I noticed the second time was I think uh, 
Sebastian Stan's character even changes the way he like carries himself after she gets knocked out, mm-hmm. passed out, drugged. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Like the what his comportment, um, which is just like a lovely little touch. I love that his character. It like when you're doing this kind of psychopath, so many have been done. American Psycho, mm-hmm. uh, Norman Bates, whoever you want to think of, uh, Hannibal Lecter that and this character is so kind of weird like you said the liberal arts college version of something like that (laughs) is uh um i think challenging and he did a great job and daisy edgar jones is that her name yes what's her name Mm -hmm. phenomenal it's it's fantastic in this movie their scenes together when they're dancing together i i could go on and on and on i just adore so all right five (laughs) fingers from sam ross how are you gonna what are you what are your where, where are you going where I'm going, um, I'm uh, I'm gonna get straight to the chase. I gave this a um, I gave it a four or five. I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Um, as a four or five, I think as cannibal movies go, this is probably in my top at like top tier of cannibal movies as like a subgenre, um, because how they approach it is so different and so fresh and refreshing uh-huh. um, that it does really kind of move it apart because I think in most cannibalism films, it's incredibly gritty and weird and gross. And this is so sterile. It makes it genuinely creepy to watch, um, mm-hmm. which I, which I liked a lot. Um, I mean, it had, you know, I, I think certain aspects of it um, could have been, not even flushed out I mean dude it's a first movie like this is such a good I mean the actors were fantastic cinematography was great I think there was a few things with like a little bit with the plot that I like the plot hole with um, I think in particularly like Molly's character Mm -hmm. uh, and not her like not her as acting it's just like her archetype in the story Um, especially with Paul too I did like having Paul in the film but you could have just taken him out. You know what I mean? Like, I Not like if you th- want to make the point that you don't need a man to rescue you. <laughs> it's true. Very true. Because it was written by a woman as well. Mm-hmm. And you get so much perspective of what it's like to be a woman trying to date in the modern world. Very That's, that's the one beginning. of the, the big points of the film, for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, but besides that, I mean, like, dude, I, I thoroughly I thoroughly loved it, man. I mean, a four or five, I mean, it's, it's damn near... Uh, I'm sorry, are you saying a 4.5 or a 4 out of 5? 4.5. Okay, gotcha. 4.5. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's almost a 5. It's almost a 5. But for me, it's like, it's a 4.5. This is fucking fantastic. And I cannot wait to see what she mm-hmm. does for sure. her second movie. Mm-hmm. Like, this is such a knock in the park, like, out of the park. So what about you, Brian? I would go ahead and probably, I've been struggling with this one, and I think I am going to give it a 4. Solid 4. I totally moving around with it hold on this is gonna sound like a weird question i'm sorry but like um you're vegetarian yeah vegan Vegetarian. you're not vegan vegetarian Vegetarian. i mean say when i eat meat like i guess this would be like i mean there's got to be an extra factor being vegetarian like was there a different factor for you while watching this i've never been like any sort of like i don't care i guess that other people eat me i constant not constantly that's that's a weird way to, i make meat dishes for my wife all the time i handle meat. Yeah. i have no problem with that so that I, I wouldn't say that added any sort of factor into how it i mean cannibalism 
is just I mean is that's enough random. weirdness for itself. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Four or five. So a four a four or five. Uh four out of five. Four or five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I found it, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I liked, but um I didn't see myself needing to watch it again. And like, I was trying to actually watch this in terms of like Sam's rating of scales. And I couldn't remember a few quote, like quotes that much. So I guess because Mm. it didn't stick out to me as much, I like a lot of the themes to it. And I thought it was shot very, very well. It was pretty to look at, but there was just Mm -hmm. Ross said, maybe a few little plot holes and stuff like that. I feel like at some point the, I don't want to say you could tell it was a first film, but it was a first film with a lot of ideas that maybe sometimes it felt like a little bit too much of one idea that I, that took me out of the film that I liked the Mm -hmm. idea of the dancing and like the dancing, like the last dancing scene they do, but then it, Oh, the choreographed one. Then it got, yeah. Then it got very stylized. And I feel like there's a few moments that got too, stylized that it brought me out of it for a little bit but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was still i thought it was it, it was enjoyable i would say check it out um for sure if, if you're into anything like this and and having a uh definitely like we've mentioned before a fresh new look at cannibalism in that more clean cut environment and and, and what else it can be so that would be a four a 4.5 and then a five coming in for this movie so that's mm-hmm. a pretty solid yeah. rating and and probably definitely the shuttle men would recommend for you to watch absolutely is this a hulu right. excuse uh, exclusive it is yeah. currently so I don't, I don't know if it will ever come off hulu or if you could rent it somewhere at one point or i i, I don't know how that's ever going to work if you don't have hulu <laughs> but uh <laughs> f- figure it out and, and give it a watch but um so i think that's great well we're going to go ahead and end the segment here and then we're going to take a break yeah. and then after that break we're going to come right on back for you and sam's uh real gnarly yeah, we'll <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I'm and, uh, to a tortured mind. We will be right back. And we're back. Thank you so much to our kind sponsors for those lovely words of encouragement. And as we said before the break, we're going to jump into Sam's real gnarly segment on Eve Tumor. This is album, Heaven to a Tortured Mind. Eve Tumor's <laughs> album, Heaven to a Tortured Mind. <laughs> Um, yes, hello, welcome to, I guess it's real gnarly, I mean, it's really something, so, <laughs> we are going to talk about this album that I am an awful big fan of and don't have anybody to talk about it with, so I <laughs> decided we'd do a segment on it, awesome. and it's Eve Tumor's 2020 album, Heaven to a Tortured Mind. Uh, how familiar were you with Eve Tumor? Before I ask you guys to listen to this, uh, I I would safely say Zilch. I don't. I honestly, I don't think. I don't think I've ever heard of him before. Okay. Okay. Rob Brand. Um. I. The only thing that I had heard of them was when uh, my wife and I were driving in the city one day. We drove by a venue that he was playing at, and I like was like, "What the hell is an Eve Tumor?" <laughs> Sure, yeah. <laughs> and and, and that's where I left it pretty is. much, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but uh, no, yeah, didn't listen to anything, and until until you brought it to our attention. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, Eve is spelled Y V E S. It's a French name that's common, uh, unisex name, I guess, in France. Uh, 
Eve Tumor goes by they them pronoun pronoun or he him pronouns just to you know remain a mystery I guess and I have all saw when they were on tour recently it was Eve Tumor and its band so who knows um doesn't do a ton of interviews I couldn't find like any ones to actually watch um they're real mystery we do know uh sean bowie is the person Mm -hmm. behind that entity and uh here's a quote out from him them it on how they chose the name eve tumor i like the contrast of them the two words eve is this really pretty unisex name and tumor is like the fatal force you know that's pretty hard to fight off it always reminded me of, I was never really into Marilyn Manson's music that much. I love songs of his, but I wasn't a real fangirl. But the way they put their names together, Marilyn Manson and Twiggy Ramirez, they took names of pop stars and serial killers. That was really cool to me, so I liked how Eve Toomer sounded together. So that mm. is where the name comes from. Heaven to a Tortured Mind is written and composed by Eve Toomer and produced by Eve Toomer and Justin Raisin. Uh, who has worked with Sky Ferreira, Ariel Pink, Charlie XCX, a bunch of like sort of pop adjacent, mm-hmm. alt pop people. Yeah. Uh, and this is Eve Toomer's fourth album. I'm a big fan of it. This song that I'm about to play, we're, we're going to listen to the opening of Gospel for a New Century, which is the first song on the album. I love this song. It was my top played song on Spotify Wrapped last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's check out the opening. This was the first song I heard by Eve Toomer, and the start-stop of that sample in the beginning is what initially caught my ear, and then the real instruments come in, and it almost becomes like a glam rock song or something. Mm-hmm. I I was in the car when I was playing this, and I started and stopped the song six separate times. Because I thought my Bluetooth was going out. <laughs> <laughs> Until I listened to it on a headset on my phone and then realized, oh no, that's how the fucking song sounds. Yeah, that's how it starts. Oh, that's incredible. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I love that. Um, it's really just like, I don't know, kind of awesome i don't (laughs) have too much intelligent to say on it it's if i were i it's one of those things i've always thought about if i were played professional baseball the song i would walk up to the plate to and 100 percent right now it would be the opening of that song of that without a doubt Mm -hmm. it's very cinematic to me as well i just feel like i can picture somebody walking in just about anywhere to that to that song song. yeah slow-mo panning shot 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nice. You got any opinions, Brian? Yeah, I mean, that one definitely has the... I agree with, like, the jauntiness of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got a good sense. I do like, with this song, the intro that we did play, I didn't get confused like Ross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I, I think on first listen, I understood what was going on there. Um, yeah. Sure. Cool. So the next two tracks are definitely uh, more challenging for the average listener, I would say. Uh, they certainly took me by surprise the first time I listened to them. Up next, we have a clip from the second track, Medicine Burn. you can see what i mean by being more challenging there uh incidentally seven heads and 600 teeth is 85.7142857 teeth per head oh (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, wow um i'm i'm going to be honest with you sam i was challenged by this album (laughs) many are (laughs) yeah this album is super interesting in the fact of like i love the ideas behind a lot of these songs i had a huge i think it's just the the structure of how they were set up where i guess the best analogy i could possibly give for most of these songs was like i i wanted a sandwich you know what i mean like a like two sloves like two slices of bread you know just stuff on the inside but i got a loaf of bread an entire iceberg head of lettuce for tomato. Like it's such like there's, I think some of the concepts on here, there's so much going on that I couldn't, there's a lot going on. And I think, and I was trying to figure this out because I listened to it in the car. I listened to it on headphones and maybe I'm wrong on it. And I wasn't, I mean, again, I'm very open to probably re-listening to this. Um, if I was wrong, but how it's mixed all of the sounds are on the same level like they're all fighting for contention of what i'm trying to listen to you are incredibly wrong um it's like one of the like most interesting ear candy mixes with depth i'm finding new stuff every time i listen to it it's what is so compelling for me about it um i can i understand that it appears noisy but once you can start to see it or hear it rather then you can pick up everything um they're definitely not all on the same level in the mix i totally under no that i that i completely understand because i was having it i was listening to it mostly on my phone and then i was listening to it like some of it in the car and i think for some musical experiences it's better set with like headphones if you're having or like you know Uh, how they have like the ambient like surround sound music and stuff like that like this would be sounding different if i had like a 10 piece surround sound that i could pick up all the nuances you know what i mean like yeah i listen to it on my nice bose headphones and it sounds real good in there (laughs) (laughs) but yeah on your sound system would totally depend and this uh eve tumor this is like the pop album that Eve Tumors made. The other stuff is like almost just pure experimental art noise. Like 
Yeah. Uh, Interesting, because I listened to Safe in the Hands of Love and a uh, a symptomatic asymptomatical world which that one's the new one that, yeah. yeah exactly which i mm-hmm. thought in my opinion were more um they had more of a flow and rhythm to them and less experimental than this one really i would say asymptomatic world but i i mean i didn't get that from safe in the hands of love i think it's a lot i'm kind of in the same boat with ross on this one i did i i guess i was challenged is what we're going with oh yeah to the album i listened to it a couple times. So uh, a couple weeks back, you mentioned that you might want to cover this. So I list, I, I, mm-hmm. I gave it a, a listen then. And then when you mentioned that we're actually going to do it, I listened to it again. And then that's when I kind of like, I did a little dive into the persona of Eve Tumor, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's when I listened to the other albums to wrap my head around it a little bit more and try to see yeah, what sure. was going on. I mean, I kind of, I guess I, I definitely agree with you that like every time you listen to it, you could probably pick out more into each song. And I agree with Ross in the fact that there's just, I felt like, again, I was, I thought I was listening to it on pretty decent headphones, but I feel like there was a lot going on all at the same volume at the same time a little bit too. That yes, there was a lot of layers to it, but because I didn't have that, I don't know, initial, I don't know, something to it. I didn't, I didn't want to navigate the layers. There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, totally. And what's crazy is that like, at least for me, it was like the structure of, I mean, like I love Kerosene. Kerosene's a really fucking interesting song. I just, I, I don't know what, like listening to it again, Kerosene. So it's interesting. I, I, I've listened to other people's podcasts talk about this, and that was when I realized how challenging it was really was because of how, on there everybody talking about how hard it is because it's like critically acclaimed. Yes, it is. By, like <laughs> it's a critical darling. Um, and then I don't know anybody who's listened to it until I heard other people talk about it on podcasts and everybody talked about how hard it was and how kerosene though was a more accessible track for them, which I like it well enough. Uh, well actually let's, well, first here's another example of how it's challenging the nine second clip I pulled from identity trade, the third song. So yeah, it's tough. Yeah, um, but what's crazy is that it's all, but it's all good shit. Like I think that's, I think that when yeah, I mean, I, it, I love it, love yeah. it, love it, love it. No, like, and so I think much. that's like you know, not to go and back. Sorry, not to go back to my so like sandwich analogy, uh, not because I love sandwiches, but it's like I, I think it's just some of the structures of them. It's just there's so much that like I only needed a few things you know what i mean and then like i think the the complexity of them and maybe at the sound levels i was listening to i think like there's so much cool shit going on that i felt like i needed to rewind it every five seconds just to catch the newer shit that he's layering on top as the song progresses yeah well i mean it is it does get very loud but the the sounds within them are definitely Mm -hmm. mixed like absolutely incredibly uh, today on walking my dogs i listened to it again just because i knew i was doing it again and heard new stuff again uh i it doing this segment has actually made me appreciate the album anymore because i i went th- went through it planning a segment and yeah it, it changed some perspective on it um but kerosene as you mentioned was one you liked it's a popular one so let's go ahead and jump to a clip of kerosene. I can live in your dreams. 
So, uh, there's one for you guys to... What do you think of that one, Brian? You like kerosene? Yay, nay, didn't really have any sort of impact. So, I mean, that's the that's what I'd say would be the big thing about this, this album for me overall, um, is the fact that, like, when there were moments that I found not challenging <laughs> i like going back mm. to that word i wasn't terribly i Fan. guess i didn't like i didn't hate it but mm -hmm. I, it wasn't uh i, I wasn't interested i guess didn't grab you it didn't grab, grab me exactly mm -hmm. so and i and that's why i tried to that's why i wanted to listen to the other things because i know on the newest thing that he put out that has it's some um there's a someone who works on it with him chris grady or Grady or something I know his name because he's done a bunch of stuff with um, Poppy and was on Poppy. I Disagree and did like a bunch of that kind of stuff. So I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I, I saw his name was attached to that. So that's why I was interested in listening to the newer thing because because yeah. everywhere you look about, I feel like Eve Tumor is like, it's, you know, experimental. It's all, so I was like, okay, what are we going to yeah. change around? And mm -hmm. I found that to be interesting. But again, I felt like I was trying to like it and not just actively mm -hmm. liking it would be my sure. biggest yeah what so, was the track that had the fireworks in it um i don't know <laughs> it was pretty amazing <laughs> but yeah i have no clue that doesn't sound familiar <laughs> it's like bottle rockets or like something going off and i was like what was that and then i, so I realized it's on a loop i was like what the fuck Oh my god. There's so many sounds that I don't know what they are and so much like blend of sampling and live music and programmed music. It's Yeah. Wild. Think, what's the second track what's the second track on the album? Uh Medicine Burn. Medicine Burn? Does that have like hooks from um Karma Police from cuz I I swear to god there were certain you said like, that was like you, you mentioned something to me about it and i was like listening to the song when you mentioned it <laughs> there was yeah. something like it out of it it was like yeah i, I don't remember what it's you like said a, now. like a computer screech or something like that it was very i was like oh, it, it's it could there i i don't know half of what's going on um gospel for new century was the song that hooked turned me into the album and i remember yeah. like where i was driving in the car and the next song's coming on and being like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and, uh, you know, eventually coming back to it and more yeah. and more and more. The next song uh, has to lend lights. I wasn't planning on including. And now I'm going to skip it. Sorry, Reddit user who said I absolutely had to talk about this song. <laughs> um, <laughs> then uh, we have Romanticist, which I am going to play a clip from. So I don't know if it's this for me. There's like so much going on there, like that. But I love it. Like I, every little thing I can pick out the guitar. There's two different guitars: the bass line, mm -hmm. the drums, the vocal melody, like whatever the weird thing in the background is. I don't know if it's the distortion on his voice or that process that his voice is being like goes through. But he's got some like twang, like like Lenny Kravitz. Like, to, like to the cadence of his vocals on that, and not in a bad way. It just it sounds. It's just like it, it kind of has that. I'm like, not I, familiar enough with a Lenny Kravitz vocal to tell you. 
Oh, well, you're missing out. <laughs> Ross is a big Lenny head. Yeah. <laughs> From back when. He never stopped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, are you going to go my way? I am. So, yeah, there um lot going on, but mm-hmm. I love every freaking bit of it. I, I, so much of the album is going from, like, chaos to sort of, like, a recognizable mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that really does it for me. The next song, Dream Palette, starts that way, and then it comes in with this killer bass line. The bass lines overall on this album are just, like, so tasty. I could eat them up. So good. <laughs> uh, then Superstars. Uh, you know what? I think I will play a clip from Superstars. Do it. Let's check it out. So that's Superstars. That's another popular song off the album. Um, I only realized when doing this that the drums in the verse are programmed drums and it's live drums during the chorus. Um, And again, so much happening sonically like going on. Uh, But I love it. And that that song also to me is like a sexy sexy alien love song like some aliens that are like gonna get ready to do it on planet glip glarp (laughs) oh this is like slow jams on glip glarp total glip glarp totally glip glarp slow jams yeah you i honestly sam you being you being this passionate about this i really do want to give this album a a a different listen like i want to like get i want to get them on headphones i need to like you know and i I, because i didn't get it right away like it it was very jarring for me and now the stuff that was the most jarring parts i'm like kind of bobbing my head and listening for like different things going on (laughs) i think part of it uh if it because it's so weird actually if there wasn't so much interesting stuff to kind of pick apart and i generally like when stuff kind of challenges me, it makes me want to like listen to it more and find out whether or not I like it or not, I guess. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in this case, I found out I liked it. <laughs> Doesn't always happen, but I, I hopefully you do. And if you don't, you know, I'm glad you guys try, at least tried. So I had somebody to talk about it with. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, um, so this is how many, he's, he's four albums out now. Oh, uh, the, this was the fourth. There's like a fifth EP that's come out since this one. How how old is this musician? Is this like a younger artist, older artist? He's fairly or? young, yeah. Okay. Um, he's like, I mean, younger than us. He's, I think, I, I don't know. He, there's actually a lot about him that's a mystery, but I'm pretty sure when he first likes, he started making a name for himself pretty early, like 19 or 20. But oh, I don't know how that related to... Why did I Shit see a thing out. that said he was like 51? Oh, that's Ooh. 100% incorrect. And there's some cool devil imagery. The music video for uh, Gospel for a New Century is mm-hmm. like 
his kind of like satanic funk video. Ooh. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I, honestly, I gotta give this another listen because you know, like the X Files, I want to believe. I I think that I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back into this. I'm gonna go back sure. to this Sam. Excellent. Hopefully you'd like it, so I have somebody to share my enjoyment with. <laughs> um, <laughs> Next song, I don't even, I'm not even sure how to say it, Folly and Posse or something like that. I actually have in my notes that I didn't have much to say about it, so we can skip right over that one. It's kind of interesting. It's just sort of, I don't know, ambient. Like, I, I have no idea how to describe so much of the genre of this. I like it, just don't have anything. Uh, so this next one, I am going to play the end of the song. It's Strawberry Privilege. This is another one of my... Favorite tracks that probably would have caught your ears when you first heard it, because it's the one with that in the beginning, like, bum, 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 bum. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, we'll yeah, jump yeah. into the end of it. how the song finishes um it's just a cool vibey song i love that bum 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 the vocals throughout production the whole album is very vibey and it's a vibe that i dig on um next the next song is asteroid blues it's the penultimate track another really vibey track that essentially just like builds up a wall of sound um or builds up sound till it's this wall of sound till about two minutes in when it sort of just drops out leaving some isolated vocals that i have no idea what the vocals are it's just some sort of interesting thing to listen to (laughs) and uh, (laughs) um finally i guess we'll close out on a final clip from the last song uh, a greater love song made me feel like i was in like a 1970s movie it was just this was also a really good one for me cool yeah i mean it's just again such such a vibe to keep using that word for me it kind of has that same feeling almost like almost like being on drugs but in a movie where it's kind of just going around and you don't know what's going on like the feeling of it is kind of I'm not sure what's going on, but I'm having a good time. Is the yes. sort of like <laughs> yes. headspace it puts you into. That's a really that's a really good way of putting this album. Yeah, yeah. I guess it, it uh, it's a good s- summation of the whole thing. Maybe because again, uh, I mentioned before, critically this was received really well, but I really don't know anybody who listens to it or talks. Like I think it's just one of those critical darlings that doesn't maybe not have the biggest fan base. I, there's definitely a fan base I've join the reddit forum and stuff like that but uh not as big as the critics would lead you to believe it should be Mm -hmm. so i think everything on this is incredible i think it's incredibly well crafted and produced there's so much ear candy i like i said i find new stuff every time i listen to it i think pretty much every song could 
be put in a scene in a movie because um, it kind of has that cinematic quality to it. I love the way the album builds and releases tension throughout where it kind of builds up all that noise only to kind of break it with usually like a bass line coming in that gets you ready to start dancing. And uh, I just haven't been able to stop coming back to it since I first heard it, which I don't know, it's been probably like a year and a half now or so. Uh, so if you if you haven't figured it out, I love this goddamn album. Turns out this whole episode is just me loving stuff because I love that movie too. They're both kind of a vibe as well. Yes, I absolutely. Keep using, but so I know you guys obviously don't feel the same way. Ross sounds like you might give it another shot. Brian, I have a feeling you're not going to be coming back to it. <laughs> yeah, I don't see myself returning. I mean, I tried a few times. If I was going to be mm-hmm. honest, the first time I listened to, I I was skipping around in the songs because I did. I mean, I was what listening on what i think was decent enough headphones to hear a lot of the different stuff going on and i guess there was so much that i didn't care to go back and like listen for more of it so sure. that's where i was challenged by it and and it that, that i was defeated by this challenge <laughs> and yeah 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 and that's when i tried to like i was like okay i i was trying to i guess grasp grasping at something here that's why i went to move around to some of their other mm-hmm. albums and see see what it was like if maybe that find would, a way to like break into it exactly yeah. open my mind to it a little bit more and find my way in but it didn't quite hook me yeah no it's yeah. definitely not for everyone like i said i'm just trying to find someone <laughs> i'm one of those i'm just one of those low brow cannibals <laughs> right right yeah this is definitely a high brow cannibal so uh listeners listeners if you love this album Get a hold of Sam. Talk about this album because he would love yeah, to talk about please. it with you. Yeah, I think I probably I would probably dive into a few other albums. I mean, it's almost like a because um, I get where you're coming from, Sam, with the different layers to it. Like it's almost like a musical Rubik's cube. Like I don't know. The first time hearing it, it was such a bombardment of so many things going on at the same time, and it was just I I guess it would be kind of interesting to kind of like pull it apart and see how it works you know what i mean like being able to like Mm -hmm. focus in on the baseline or like focus in on a few other things you know yeah i'm i'm so like blown away just by the craftsmanship of it i think it's like it i i it can be cacophonous in this wall of sound but expertly done and weaved in different ways and it just it works for me and it's not like some the type of thing i ever would have listened to before necessarily um and like i said the first time i heard it it was really like what is happening (laughs) which made me come back to it and eventually like it um like i said doesn't always happen um might not be that way more often than not it just happened happened to work out this time i feel like that's funny you said i feel like if i was younger if this was like in our you know college years or whatever it would have been something Mm -hmm. i would have been interested in liked then because i do remember myself liking more experimental and weirder type music and there was something else i was thinking during it i was like i was like would i like this more actually if there was no singing and it was more just if it was just all instrumental and i was like yes to an extent (laughs) i think like i didn't know if Mm -hmm. it was still gonna hook me completely but i was thinking about maybe in i think in that aspect Something about the vocals just, yeah, it was just another layer that would, again, take me out of it when I started finding my way into it, maybe. There's mm-hmm. always something that, that, that kicked me out, I felt like. I opened the door, but I was pushed out of it somehow. Yeah. 
sure happens it ha- yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well but I, uh thank you for uh you know of trying and going down that road with me yeah and we want to definitely know what the listeners think and what if 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 you listen to this beforehand or if you're going to check it out now like let let, let us know let sam know i, I want to hear everyone's opinion on this because that's what you're that's not what you're there for that's what we're here for someone's here for something and we want we're here we want for to, you us yes exactly that's it so let's go ahead and uh gather our thoughts again and stop getting so i don't know experimental with the podcast we're, we're trying weird new things right yeah exactly bring it all in every noise grab every noise ever made <laughs> and while all that's happening i'm also going to say we're going to go ahead and go to a quick break and we're back thank you so much to our kind sponsors for those kind words of encouragement and praise and enlightenment so here we are back with our final segment of would you rather i think we all got something loaded in the barrel i actually got two quick ones because i think they'll they'll be pretty quick so i'll start us off with that and then ross said he's going to get us real dirty so i'm going to get us clean then we're going to get dirty and then i don't know what Sam's going to do with us Mm. so would you rather have one million dollars or be fluent in all languages dead ones included Fluid in all languages. Fluid in all languages. Exactly, one hundred percent. There's, there's so many ways you could easily make like that money, being yeah. fluent. Are you kidding me? In every language, every language, including dead ones. It says. Read. Like I yeah, don't understand exactly. how that's like not like the easiest. You well, we'll, we'll see. Seven point uh, five thousand votes on that one, and we'll we'll go with what we said here. Two point six thousand actually voted for one million dollars over the fluent languages. So four point nine thousand, like you could do. I don't know what they're thinking. anything, yeah. right? Like, right? That opens up so many doors and gotta be children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, stupid kid. Idiots. Idiots. They don't know yeah. how to work for money. So then, also yeah. another kind of money-ish related. Well, it is money related. Would you rather get a million dollars? Or get a billion dollars, but only can spend it on stuff that starts with the first letter of your name. It's obviously a billion dollars. <laughs> like, right? But you can Wait, only buy say it again? You can like you can either just get a million dollars, so a million mm-hmm. bucks, or yeah. you can choose to get a billion dollars, but you can only spend that billion dollars on stuff that starts with the first letter of your name. So you could only okay. buy like sandals or socks or but could I just add like shiny onto everything and be like shiny car? No, for the for the sake of this argument, no. Um, you can only okay. purchase I, things. Oh, so only so Ross, you could only car. buy like um, rocks and Rolexes uh, and mm-hmm. like you Rivers. could buy. You don't have to buy only that thing. So, but yeah, I could buy a boat. I could buy maybe some bonds. Seaplane. <laughs> yeah, seaplane perfect uh i could mm-hmm. buy a a boeing Wait, so and then that whatever like, <laughs> yeah. but wouldn't that define it that also would be beef flavored food yeah because well, you'd have to buy it no so it would just have everything with a b right um well that's if i'm using my billion dollar fortune i could yeah, be using right. my it's separate cash could, right my other oh, stuff okay, buy, okay all right it's so like this I, it's like you have game. a card or like your phone or something and anytime you try to pay yeah. for something that doesn't start with that letter it like declines Dang. it doesn't work <laughs> it doesn't right. work that makes sense yeah exactly mm-hmm. but um, i would still go with that because yeah, billion, exactly absolutely. it's a billion dollars yeah. there's i could buy a building <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> not just any building i want that building 
Yeah, that, yeah. I could get a sandwich. Unlimited sandwiches <laughs> oh, forever. I so get... many ranches. <laughs> right? See? See? This is good. This is good. There's so many more opportunities there. And with our powers combined, we could take care of each other? Like, Oh, yeah. easily. Only 170 yeah. votes on this one. So I'm obviously going to click on the billion dollars. And most people voted for that. Uh, 158 versus 90 voting for the million dollars now. So that's mine, boys. Ross, nice. cool. get us dirty. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm dirty sorry. Dog. I'm sorry in advance, guys. Would you rather mm-hmm. have a 10-inch long belly button that swayed to music Ugh. or accordions for legs? Accordions for legs. And that would make sense. noise when you okay. walked. But I can walk. But I can so. walk with them? I'm going with accordion for I, legs. Well, <laughs> no, I, I mean, as well as you could if with accordions like for had, legs. Well, so you can't. Then I mean, you can't. There's no musculature <laughs> to uh, yeah, no, like, actually, it. You... Actually, you know what? No, yeah, let's do Tex Avery rules. If you had accordion legs, you could still kind of walk. But you walk with them, it just makes accordion now, noise. Now, are accordion they sounds. literally accordion legs? Literally or are, they, they look like my legs, but like accordion, no, like gross and accordion. They're accordion, yeah, yeah. No, you, you're, they've morphed into meat accordions. Oh, from, okay. Say, and the, the, the belly button sticks out 10 inches. 10 like inches. All the way out. And I'm still going with accordion legs. It immediately sways to music. Yeah, I don't want the belly buttons gross in any situation. <laughs> well, it's tough. Like, I, I don't even know. You'd have to send them emergency could you tape it, of a plane. Could you tape it to your chest? I don't chest? think you'd uh, <laughs> fit in a seat. With what? Yeah, can you like, tape it down your leg? Oh, yeah. the belly button? Yeah, I figured it's almost What's like a What's the girth tail? on that belly button? Yeah, I guess it would be, yeah. Like, like, a, be like a flesh tail? tail? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if I could, if I could like tuck it down my, the side of my pants, I think I'd go with that. That accordion legs, <laughs> right? I because like it'd be hard to. But it's always know, it's gonna it's if music comes out, it's gonna wiggle its way it's, out and start moving yeah. around and dancing. Like a cobra, like with a cobra like, that kind of like comes baby out, Groot. like snake, <laughs> like yeah. snake charmer. It just kind of comes out when music comes uh-huh. out. You gotta have some fun with that. But I. So these accordion legs, do you have like real feet? Is it a court? Like it seems like. Or more importantly, do I have control over how they sound? Like, could I master the sound and become like a, like good at like my accordion legs and make a musical career out of it? Like, so when you walk in, it sounds like gospel for a new century on accordion. Yeah. No, <laughs> or, yeah, okay, I would like, say I could go on tour with Weird Al yes. type of thing. I could say yes, but you'd have to be hunched over because by your knees is where the keys are. So, like, you wouldn't be able to walk or stand and do it at the same time. Oh, so I can't be walking around and do, uh. Yeah. Well, I'm still, I'm, ah, uh, screw it. I'm going accordion legs. That's right. tough. I think I'm going belly button. All right, Ross, what are you doing? Even as okay. far as, like, surgery is, goes post-thing, I could get a belly button thing removed. I can't, if you take Oh, I don't think there's legs. any removing it. Like, this is permanent. No like, for the sake of yeah. argument. For, what if you permanent. get in an accident? It's always there. <laughs> Well, then, I mean, my legs would get ripped he off was or in whatever. A terrible right, belly. Then you don't have legs. <laughs> he was right. in a catastrophic belly button accident. I just don't have a weird belly button thing. Well, I think then, for the sake of the argument, you are forever going to have a, this like, appendage compacting place. I'm gonna, mm, I'm gonna go ten inch long belly button, just because I feel like I could conceal that better than accordion legs. Because I don't mm-hmm. think I'd have the Y'all patience to actually learn how to play the accordion, <laughs> even when they were my legs. You'd learn. You'd learn to have the patience. 
stuff I like to do with my legs that I just don't trust accordions to do in. Yeah. Think about just how That's much true. you listen to music and how every mm-hmm. time. Headphones. Oh, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, he's walking around in headphones, but his belly is just because it works to your the music you're hearing. You're, you're not listening, listening right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I wonder what he's listening to. His belly really likes it. What if this is just a thing that people had in life? So there was just like either people had like all people either had one or two of these things. Like you would just walk around and be like, see people's belly buttons, be like, oh, I wonder what they're listening to. Belly buttons not moving too quickly. Uh, I, I see he hasn't mastered his accordion legs yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, what a society that would be. All right, Sam, <laughs> what are you ending us off with uh, tonight? So if you were having to survive somebody trying to sell your meat and you're like, maybe I'll bite his dick off. Who knows? I got to get out of here, but I'm going to eat some human um, to do it. So you're in the movie situation. It might be a little harder for you, Brian, um, but you can think of way other things are prepared because we see the stuff prepared all these different ways. Say you had your choice. You still have to, but it could be prepared in some burger. How would we prepare? Okay. Yeah. How would we want to eat? Human meat. How would I yes. want to eat a human being? Oh my god! Can be prepared in uh-huh. any any way you could think of. That's interesting. Maybe, like I'm trying to think of how I eat. You know, you know, meat substitutes and all that stuff. You could have a meatloaf. Uh, sure. Yeah. A meat, that that could be interesting. Meat Just go very sweets, classic yeah. meatloaf, yeah. potatoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hmm, but that doesn't sound high class. Are we going the high class yeah. route? Are you just do you just want to go raw? Well, like I can know, tell you, I I would probably go a chicken barbecue wings? route, something like a pulled pork or a brisket type of heavy um, marinade human. Yeah, like marinated and sort guess, of pulled. I guess is it what boils down to at. whether you really want to taste the meat or if you want to mix it with something else. Where if you're like, I have to eat this, versus like, I really want to try this. Like what's the prestige? Well, that's flavor on this? that's up to you. That your the situation is you're trying to survive, and uh, Sebastian stands like, how, however you want it prepared. Let me know, and I'll make it. Oh, okay. You All say right. this. Maybe the oh god, but a meatball. Just, oh, <laughs> I don't know. The <laughs> like a meatball makes me think this is a piece of meat balled up. Mm-hmm. That yeah, like any any sort of. Well, I mean, the, it's oh, hard to sound... not know it's meat. Shepherd's pie. I was gonna, you literally took the words out of my mouth. I literally was going to say shepherd's pie because at least with that you've got the top end that you can kind of mix in. I guess I feel like that's such a gravy base. I, I I'd want to go less like now you're. Well, would that be would that be human to gravy? Flavor the rest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Oh, by the way, random thought bringing it back to the movie. I was upset that he never gave her. Doesn't she say something about loving like ribs and like eats ribs in front of him? I I wish yes. that he oh, gave short ribs. Yeah, I wish that he prepared him. ribs for her. I, I thought I, that's what I was expecting. I her at to one eat point, her. we see him stepping preparing ribs with a chainsaw. I wonder if that was supposed to be like an implied thing he was going to get to. You know, but uh. Uh, but he got his dick bit off too soon. Maybe, you know? yeah, maybe we were gonna get there. That was gonna be like the yeah. special dinner or something like. He's like, that. oh, that was making you rip tomorrow. <laughs> oh, God, I'll um, cut your fucking actually, heart out. You know That's what? Something he yells at her when he's trying to. I would say a homemade McRib. Just there if you go. I got inspired here. Uh, there you go, nice little McRib. 
I don't know. I really, really don't know. Maybe like round up, put into some sort of hot dog. (laughs) Yeah, I mean the the one thing I'll say: it does have to be like the main part of the dish. You can't have it like like a bacon bits on top of a potato or something. Right, it's got to be. It has to be the. Uh, I have no idea. That's such a (laughs) wild. It's okay. A way of like if you had like. You know, just just yeah. you know what I'm going with. Just chop like, um, what the hell? Give the, me a bite of your a calf. Chop ch- the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the lower part of a leg. Chop that off. Throw the calf over an open uh fire. Mm. We're going. Like I'm going lowbrow style again on this. Dude, turkey leg at a state fair. Like <laughs> exactly. That, just... that that's what okay. I'm doing. That's how. I, okay. That's how I'm gonna have them prepare. Because Sydney's gonna be like Sebastian, Steve. I've I've never had someone need to prepare me. I've never had to prepare something like that, human wise. Yeah. So he's gonna get confused, and that'll be my chance to attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you be like, "Get over here, let me bite your dick off." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's when you bite the dick me, off. Yeah, it, you guys that's saw what, that coming. Too, I feel like, like, but like oh. as it's about to happen, you're like, "Oh my god!" Oh, Matt's clear we're gonna have his penis. Honestly, bitten. I don't think I was paying much attention when that was happening. So then I. All of a sudden, there was screaming and yelling, and his crotch was bleeding. So I was like, mm. uh, "Did that just happen?" I went back and watched it yeah, sure. for sure. <laughs> Definitely did. All right. So did we all? F- you're eating some sort of pulled human. I'm eating. Yeah, pulled. For uh, sure. pulled turkey leg human. Um, and Ross mm-hmm. was. What were you going? The McRoss. The McRoss. So there you have oh, yes. it. Hit us up. Let us know if it doesn't get you in any sort of like legal trouble talking about what part of a human you're going to eat online. I mean, we just put it all out How here. How you would now. like it prepared? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't give us too much information because then it can start getting weird real quick. But hey, let us know. And there you have it. Another episode in the grave for you all. So we appreciate it so much for you joining us. Uh, for this you know we, we we just celebrated 25 we're on to 26 and to hopefully many more after that we're gonna keep plugging away and having fun with it because i know we certainly are so go ahead and follow my uh my pal over here sam at shuttle the sam on instagram twitter slasher go ahead That's uh, right. give my buddy uh ross a like a follow at Chuddle the Ross on Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher. You got something else, Sam? I was just going to say, if you really want to interact with me, interact with what you were about to say at some point here is our main pages, <laughs> yeah. any of the Chuddle yeah. the Pod oh, stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. me. Yeah, so. yeah. So go ahead, follow me as well at Chuddle the Brian with a... Why? Hey, because why not? On Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher, I am probably, definitely, I know for sure, the least active out of all three of us. But <laughs> hey, give, 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 me a, give me a notification and, and I'll respond to you. Give him sure. a reason to log on. <laughs> yeah, give me a reason to log <laughs> And it's your fault. It's your fault. <laughs> Yeah, put it all on that thing. I put it all on that yeah, thing. Yeah. But most importantly, the podcast, the the combination of all of us little chuddlemen over here for you is at Chuddle the Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher. Hit us up there. Let us know what's going on. Let us know how you feel about the podcast. Interact with our posts. We'll interact with you and have a good old time doing it. So to stop my rambling and to take us away tonight, until next time, we'll be waiting.
And we're back. Thank you so much to our kind sponsors for those lovely words of, I mean, I just don't know how I, you've left me wordless. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what you said, I can't believe, I can't powerful. believe what you said. And it, it really just, I can't say anything to express my expressions and emotions for it. So thank you. We'll never forgive mm-hmm. you. We're going to never forgive oh, you. Ross, Ross hates it. I loved it. I think is where it comes down to. So, hmm. I wonder what made us so, uh, so we're just going to take this over again. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's come back. I'm starting let's with intro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All my intros I'm going to have to take two times, I guess, tonight. Brian, two takes. <laughs>